You are tuning into Trader Eric Explores. Flying solo today. Unfortunately, Jungle Jay is not uh, not here with me for this particular podcast. Uh, he didn't have the opportunity to visit this bar that I'm talking about today just yet. Although uh, the plan is to visit uh, and also bring along my dad, uh, Trader Mike, <laughs> to uh, to this bar and actually check out uh, a haunted house attraction up in Jacksonville. So today flying solo, I'm actually in the last right tiki bar as well. So if you hear a little bit of an echo, it's a little bit bigger space in here. Uh, but yeah, I actually sort of kind of have the house to myself so I can record in the bar and not in a closet. So we're good. Uh, yeah, so I just kind of want to uh, bring you up to speed before I get into the uh, the bar tonight. So up until this point since the last podcast, uh, definitely had a couple of visits to Suffering Bastard, trying to get into uh, Permanent Vacation. They have, uh, I guess Suffering Bastard does too, but Permanent Vacation sort of advertised a Halloween event. Uh, so they have a Halloween menu and they've decorated the bar a little different for Halloween. Uh, Suffering Bastard also has, I think, uh, a little Halloween menu going on. So the goal is to get, to get, there's a lot of stuff going on between now and Halloween that uh, we got to get done here. So I'm uh, going to try to get to permanent vacation before the season ends. But uh, yeah, so like the next uh, next week or two is kind of a whirlwind uh, tomorrow. So we're in the middle of October right now, 2023. And tomorrow, the game plan is to go and try uh, Hollow Scream at SeaWorld for the first time. So Hollow Scream kind of originated at Busch Gardens in Tampa. Uh, there, there's Busch Gardens all over the country that do it, but uh, SeaWorld started it like right after the pandemic, I think. And the tickets are like a quarter of the price of Halloween Horror Nights. So uh, actually going with Jungle Jay and his stepson. Uh, so we figured because we have annual passes to Horror Nights and his stepson's a little bit younger that this may be a little bit maybe more his speed. So we're doing that tomorrow night, and then in, again, a week and a half or two weeks or so, the goal is to get to Jacksonville, check out this tiki bar I'm going to talk about tonight, and then uh, visit an attraction called 13th Floor, which uh, looks like it has pretty good reviews. So the last couple of years, me and Jungle Jay have went to uh, the Atlanta area, and we've hit up uh, Netherworld haunted house which was uh pretty outstanding i had visited like 15 ish years ago like when my son was a baby so yeah about 14 15 years ago and uh kind of scared the shit out of me and my buddy uh when we went in they send you in alone and uh they since kind of changed locations and uh the first year we went a couple years ago they were still kind of in like pandemic mode so the amount of actors in the houses and the amount of scares and stuff probably wasn't as intense as it was 15 years ago. But then last year, it actually was almost back to normal. So it's really good. I mean, if you guys aren't familiar, that house is like, there's actually two different attractions there. But the house, uh, the main house is like a 20, 30 minute walkthrough. It just keeps going and going and going. And the amount of money and time and animatronics all the stuff that's in there is just absolutely insane and then they have sort of a outdoor area like food trucks and photo ops and they have a really cool halloween store so unfortunately this year it just didn't seem like it was in the cards so uh we also would visit last year we visited trader vix in atlanta and we also the last two years went to sos uh, tiki which is in decatur georgia 
And that's where we ended up spending, like we stayed at the hotel in Decatur, really nice little like suburb of Atlanta. So gonna miss, I actually got to go back to that area with the, with the family earlier this year and got to go back to SOS, which was really cool. So I didn't miss out on SOS completely, but uh, instead we're gonna compensate going try this haunt in Jacksonville and see what it's all about. So I'll be able to come back and talk to you guys about it too and let you know my thoughts, uh, considering I, I'm a pretty avid haunted house, haunt getter, go getter, whatever. So I, I, can, I can probably give you a good idea if, if it's worth the time and the drive if you're in the Orlando area to, to head up there. So between the last podcast and now, I uh, saw a couple horror movies. So went and saw The Nun 2 with my wife and Jungle Jay and his wife, which is a, I don't, couldn't even tell you the last time I went to see a horror movie with my wife. She's not into it. So that was uh, the, the second installment. Don't really remember the first one much. I, I'm, I'm certain I saw it, but couldn't really remember what had happened. But uh, I guess kind of a spinoff of the Conjuring movies. It was okay. You know, maybe... I'd give it like a, a B minus, uh, some cool scares. And I, I appreciate the religious stuff that's going on around it. Like a, a priest uh, gets burned to death in a church, like gets elevated by the nun in the middle of the church and bursts into flames, spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah, just uh, predictable stuff and not, not the greatest. And then we went and saw uh, The Exorcist believer and I, I had high hopes you know I, I, again it was like actually supposed to today's actually Friday the 13th as I record this so uh, I was actually supposed to release today but instead and why the family's not here is Taylor Swift decided to do her concerts in the movie theaters on the 13th so they bumped the exorcist up a week so we got to go see that last week and that was um I wouldn't say disappointing, but I feel like it's like the the PC version of The Exorcist. And what I mean by that, it's like the, again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie yet, but it's probably okay to wait till this thing comes out on video. I wouldn't race to the theater to see it. And I'm a huge, like Exorcist is number one on my horror movie list, by the way. I have a tattoo of uh, Reagan on my leg. So it's like... Uh, all the denominations are exercising these two girls by the end of the movie. So you have like a, a priest, a preacher, like I don't know, like a like a voodoo type woman. You have like the dad who's non-denominational, doesn't believe in anything. So like, okay, so let's bring two girls, uh, a white girl and an African-American girl, two different, a white family and a, and a black family. Let's bring every denomination to do the exorcism. Like it just didn't land. Like I, it, it was building up pretty good. Like the first movie starts real slow in a creepy way. Uh, and it builds up, builds up, builds up. And this movie was actually doing that. But when it came to the actual exorcism scene, uh, lost me on that. There was a couple cool things that happened throughout the movie. I won't spoil everything, but uh, the final X was like, man, this is going to be like balls to the wall, like going nuts. And then there's there's very little like cussing. There's what I said, like it's just uh, it wasn't vulgar enough compared to the original, which was incredibly vulgar. So yeah, again, like I'd give it a B, maybe a B plus. Uh, the, the dad that, uh, of the African-American family, he was actually a really great actor. The girls in that movie were excellent, but yeah, it just, I had super high hopes for it and it just didn't quite meet those expectations, but still worth seeing. I would see that before I saw the nun too, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I saw a couple horror movies. Haven't been back to Halloween Horror Nights in a, in a minute. Um, I, I went I think four times, three or four times. And, uh, I want to go back with jungle J. He's the other guy that's got the, uh, the express pass, uh, frequent pass. So we got to go back together, but like time's running short. So maybe next week we'll head back. I'd like to get him back on the podcast to talk about and review, uh, the event as a whole and maybe rate the houses and stuff since he likes rating. So <laughs> aside from that, I, th I think that's, we really haven't done anything crazy. Like again, stuff is coming up, uh, you know, to, to go and experience, but it's, uh, 
I, I've actually been working in the, the bar a lot, uh, building stuff, creating stuff. So every, every time we do this now, I think I'd like to maybe talk about what, um, what I've worked on since the last episode. And uh, if you guys follow uh, on IG, I, I'm sharing these pictures as I go. So uh, this, the past month or so, um, I, I made a skull wall. So I, I've learned how to make like bamboo out of PVC pipes. So, you know, there's a couple tutorials on YouTube that I followed, but basically you get a, you know, three quarter inch PVC or half inch PVC. You, you, you use like a PVC cutter to score um, segments of like the bamboo, a heat gun to kind of melt it and push it together at those segments and then like a blowtorch to make it look spotty and, and real, and then you shellac it. And they actually turn out really good. Like I, I did that initially on the front of my bar in the Tiki bar, did like um, two frames with bamboo, and I bought fabric that's like a Tiki Tony design. Shout out to Tiki Tony. So I put that on the front of the bar because my bar was just plain black, like pre-bought bar off a of Wayfair or something. So made bamboo and I cross hatched it like into square. So it's like three vertical beams and then three or four horizontal beams and then, you know, used rope or twine or whatever to wrap it together. And then uh, the, the, the key is the blowtorch. So anytime you do any of this tiki shit, like behind the bar, I have the wooden crates that kind of like hold all the booze and all the tchotchkes that I got behind the bar. All that shit's blowtorched. So you, you blowtorch. Anytime you use this string twine stuff, you blowtorch. That gives it a really cool look. So put that all together. And then I found fish ornament skulls. So they're like um, life-size skulls with the mouth open the back is flat and they hang perfectly flat like on the wall in a way where I could put a light in the actual like cranium and the light like shines down through the skull. It looks so cool. I had to paint them. They had like some glow in the dark, you know, goofy aquarium paint on it. So I repainted them and uh, they were on clearance. So I got them, uh, I guess PetSmart for like six bucks a piece, 650 or something. So I actually got a couple others I want to do stuff with, but I did six of these skulls in this thing, uh, hot glued like a battery operated tea light in the skull to where you can't see it, but I can actually go in there and switch it on and off real easily. And I'm sure there's better, I'm not an electrician, so I wasn't going to be wiring this stuff to make it work. So it works good enough and the lights flicker because it's like the little tea light LED candle lights. Uh, so that turned out really cool. Yeah, just the other day I added like a fishing net behind it to make it look a little bit, you know, more, I don't know, not authentic, but uh, just more creepy. Uh, so that was really cool. It actually, uh, the inspiration came from uh, the Milwaukee Public Museum. I grew up in Milwaukee and that was one of my favorite places. Anytime we go up there to visit, that's like top of the list to go visit. And they had an exhibit where they had a, bamboo wall like this with different skulls you could stand behind it take a picture I'll probably share that picture because uh, I was a grown man and did that like last year or the year before so that was the inspiration for that and that's kind of like as you enter the bar uh, this is just like a loft without a door uh, in, in our second floor of the house so I'm working on figuring out a door situation but for now I kind of have like a bead curtain when you walk in and like right when you walk in you have this uh wall of skulls and then the the, the bigger project that took a lot longer was uh i made tentacles for above the bar so i had seen a really cool youtube video where a guy used uh, pool noodles to make these ridiculous looking like bendable tentacles and you know reminiscent of trader sam's in orlando if you, if you haven't been there they have tentacles over the bar that move and stuff uh these don't move i could make them move but not yet uh, so you start with uh pool noodles and you segment them off so i used uh 
zip ties to segment. I think the video that got used fishing line, but you create segments. I did the zip ties. It was much easier. I bought uh, like sets of uh, suction cups. So like a set of three different sizes. Uh, I had four noodles. I didn't do eight. Like that would have taken me months to finish all. <laughs> now that I know how to do it, it'd go a little bit faster, but I got four tentacles, four sets of these suction cups. You hot glue the suction cups like these they don't have hooks just regular suction cups you hot glue them in as as the suck suckers on the tentacles then you uh oh you actually you put like a wire armature inside so it was like wire hanging wire or something that i bought like 100 feet of it i only needed so much but i ran that through so you then bend it into place and then you uh, use like a rubber cement on it so the paint sticks better so rubber cement the whole things and then use like uh, it's mold builder from like Hobby Lobby that's like uh, like liquid latex that you mix with the paint and that um, then you paint it and I did multiple layers and stuff. So mine are like green, light green and green uh, and then it's inside of a crate that's hanging above the bar. So again, like I, I have pictures on it. I don't know why I'm explaining all this, but uh yeah, so it's a well, I know why because I'm drinking a dark and stormy. Uh, so it's hanging above the bar from like a really cool pulley hook that I got at Hobby Lobby, but the tentacles are like bent over the bar. I've got one holding like a coconut bra. Uh, so yeah, I'm playing around with it to see. You know, I could probably do something else with it, but it looks pretty slick. I have to say, I'm I'm looking at it now. So yeah. Uh, other than that, I, I I find so many cool things at Goodwill. It's crazy. Like if you're trying to start up uh, a home bar and uh, you, you start to look at, you know, all the different weird stuff that you could be putting in here, whether it's pictures or masks or fake plants or whatever. I Almost everything in my bar, with the exception of shit that I've made, is like from Goodwill. It's wild. I know I think Josh and I had talked about that a little bit last time, but uh, I, I found... Uh, I found some McBiff tiki art, like postcards from Disneyland, like a set of four for $5 uh, just the other day. You know, I found all these weird African, most of them are African masks and, and stuff. So like, it's wild. I mean, I, I don't want to venture. It's been a couple of years since I've been collecting now, but I mean, we're probably well under $200 for all this stuff and my bar is like full. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, I love this kind of stuff. I that it's sort of uh, my outlet creatively, just like this podcast. You know, kind of keeps me sane. So I'll bring you up to speed every time we have uh, one of these podcasts. I can tell you what we've done to the bar, and you know, uh, let you know you know what's going on, and share pictures and stuff with you guys. So with that, uh, let's get into the visit the bar that uh, I went to in the last few weeks. So this bar's in Jacksonville. I, I, it's like acting like it's so, such a secret. It's in the title. <laughs> so it's a secret tiki temple in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville is about a two hour drive north of from where I'm at. Uh, have been up there a few times. So on a completely side note, I'm a wrestling fan, kind of like a lapsed wrestling fan. So through the pandemic, I was going to Jacksonville to watch AEW wrestling shows at, uh, it's like not uh, not the stadium that's there, but they have like a little offshoot stadium, like a venue that AEW was performing shows during the pandemic because it was like open air and uh, a little bit safer than congregating inside of a closed building, I guess, at that time. So became a little bit more familiar with Jacksonville at the time. I was very interested in breweries. So um, one of the main breweries I wanted to check out was Bold City up there. So that uh, they have some of them, or at the time, some of my favorite beers. Uh, I was in a darker type beer, so they had a really good brown ale that to this day, if I'm into it, I actually just had one uh, when we went to see The Exorcist at the theater that had beer. Uh, yeah, so there's like uh, Bold City. There's like three other breweries that we would stop at, uh, you know, here and there. But Bold City was always the main attraction until uh, 
me and Jungle Jay had went up there, and we stopped at a brewery called uh, Wicked Barley. So again, I'm gonna, I will get to Secret Tiki Temple, I promise. But uh, I want to talk about this brewery uh, again. So we went years ago, and uh, this trip to Secret Tiki Temple, I took my other buddy Mike. Got to come up with a name for you, Mike. I think that the guy at the Secret Tiki Temple called Mike uh, Monsoon Mike. <laughs> so. So Mike and I uh, had planned to go to Secret Tiki Temple. We had some time to kill, and I decided to take him to this brewery first, uh, Wicked Barley in Jacksonville, and it was packed to the gills. Their parking lot isn't the largest, and I remembered that being an issue from the last time I had been up there. So we had to park up the road a little. We actually were going to leave. I'm like, shit, this is it's going to take too long. We have reservations at Secret Tiki Temple. And then uh, the other place that we we're going to, I think we we're actually going to try to go to Bold City and it was a little bit too far. And by the time we got there, it'd almost be time to have a beer run back. So we gave this a shot. We uh, parked up the road, got up, and uh, thankfully we were able to sit immediately at the bar. So people were waiting for like legit seats. Two seats were open right on the end of the bar sat down immediately were able to order drinks and food and uh this place is really freaking cool like it's uh we'll get to the beer selection and the food and stuff but they have a really nice indoor area but i guess the main draw is their outside area it's like a huge beer garden and they're all kind of also decorated for uh oktoberfest so that was the vibe outside and then it's right on like i wouldn't say it's a river but like a creek to where there's a beach area that goes right up to it. You know, there was actually kids like in the water. They have beach chairs and stuff, tons of seating outside. And it looks like you could actually like dock your boat and get off and come into the brewery. So just a really slick place, great space. Uh, we sat at the bar and right off the bat, I noticed they had two, uh, two seltzers, which I'm a, I was a diehard beer guy up until a few years ago, and I would have never been caught dead drinking a seltzer, uh, but they had a Mai Tai and a Saturn uh, seltzer, <laughs> so and they were like 8% uh, ABV each, so probably or definitely the only guy at the bar that ordered these two seltzers. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy next to me uh, was, you know, what's the closest you have to a Bud Light? Like, and uh, they serve the seltzers kind of like, you know, a Mai Tai or a Saturn. Like, they come out with, uh, you know, uh, a lime or an orange peel. So it was, <laughs> it was hilarious. And uh, they were really good. Specifically, the Mai Tai was like better than some of the my actual Mai Tais I've had at some Tiki bars. So unfortunately they don't they didn't sell like it can. So I could have probably I don't know if they do growlers or anything with with seltzers like that. But uh yeah I was blown away. The Saturn wasn't as good, but it was pretty good. And then uh the food menu it's it was pretty diverse. I ended up having a brat. Yeah, so like a brat and a Mai Tai. I don't know. And then uh, Mike had like a buffalo chicken type sandwich, which I mean, he had, let me take a taste of that. That was, it was excellent food, but like the beers he had, I think uh, had like a peanut butter and jelly uh, beer, which he said was phenomenal. Like I I got like, I'm not super into that kind of weirder stuff. I'm not a big sour fan. And again, like I haven't really drank a whole lot of beer often. Like I still have a kegerator in the bar, but I, it's empty, you know, it's got ingredients for tiki drinks in there. So, uh, but Mike ironically was the guy that got me into craft beer in the first place. So shout out to Mike. Uh, maybe we could bring him onto the podcast eventually. He should be here talking about this visit uh, today, but, uh, he'll be here in spirit. So, so we went to the brewery first and then we, uh, we drove over, you know, 10, 15 minutes over to secret tiki temple. So it is, a restaurant as well so it's like a like a Chinese restaurant so you can go in not even know the bar is there and uh, eat so the secret tiki temple uh, as I understand the restaurant has been open since uh, 1975 
And then from what I can tell, the, the bar, the actual Tiki bar, uh, has been kind of what it is now since 2017. So it's been around a good amount of time. Crazy that the restaurant's been around since 1975. That's pretty awesome. And the temple itself, you have to have a password when you come in to, to get in. So uh, when we walked in, on the outside, it's pretty unassuming. It looks like a typical like Chinese restaurant. Uh, there is tiki murals on the side of the building, so it kind of hints at what's going on inside, but nothing obvious. And when you get in, to the right of the hostess desk is the restaurant, and to the left is the door in the entrance to the tiki bar. So you get in, they texted the password. So, um, man, it had something to do with uh, Hamilton, like a, like a quote from Hamilton, only it had like tiki in it instead. So when we walked in, it's like, hey, we have a reservation. Oh, uh, what kind of reservation? And kind of lead you to give her the password. So we did that. And immediately, so uh, I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the rating. We'll, we'll talk real tiki ratings and all that. But I'm going to share my entire experience because it was a little weird. Uh, nothing crazy. Nothing that we're going back. So uh, nothing that would ever deter me from going again. But I'm going to share honestly what had happened that night. So we get in, give the password, and we were told hey, kitchen's running a little bit behind tonight. If you get into the bar, if you want food, order the food first with your first round of drinks. And by the time you get your drinks, the food should be coming out shortly. Well, we had already eaten, so we're like, hey, no big deal. We're actually not going to eat, so we're good. So on top of that, we were supposed to have, like Jungle Jay was supposed to be with us for that visit, and unfortunately he had to back out. So we got in and like, hey, one of our guys I couldn't make it. We actually only have two. Uh, so, so no big deal. We'll get you in as soon as possible. Wouldn't really think that would affect the reservation much. Maybe it does. I'm not in that industry. So, but I would think if you have one less person, it should probably be easier to seat. Uh, so they said it'll be a few minutes. So they have... Um, they have one of their servers come out and kind of give a spiel of uh, what to expect in the bar, talk about how strong the drinks are, uh, what, you know, what kind of visuals you're going to see, and give you a little bit of backstory of what you're getting yourself into. So guy came out and did that, and again, we were kind of told, hey, uh, we're at, actually running a little bit late on your reservation. Give us like five, ten minutes. We'll get you in. So in that time, it's like, no big deal. We weren't in a rush. We weren't in a hurry. I I would have stayed all night to get into this place, so it didn't really make a difference. So in the meantime, I walked over, checked kind of on the restaurant side, and uh, they have glass cases of, like, old alcohol bottles and tiki mugs. Uh, They had some, like, Don the Beachcomber bottles, like, come to find out original bottles in their cases some really cool collect like tiki mugs old school rum and the restaurant looks really cool like I would give that a shot again uh but in in all of this and me looking around and exploring they kind of let like two or three groups in before us while me and Mike are just kind of standing around waiting again not a big deal but then a guy comes out of the restaurant a, a patron comes out of the restaurant and uh complains like hey my son or whatever got his food or I got my food my son hasn't gotten his food this is ridiculous what's going on so they buffered that the guy went back and sat and then we waited for maybe another five minutes or so the guy comes back out confronts the 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 hostess and says like you guys should be ashamed of yourselves And like just making a scene, not that it was a scene because it was just me and Mike and the hostess and then like another server. So it's like, what point are you trying to make here? Like it's not, we weren't by, like, come on, man, get a life. It's just a restaurant. Uh, But he came back out, yeah, and just like you you guys should be uh, embarrassed. Uh, And then, you know, shouted a few 
profanities and then off he went. So I'm like, okay, this is getting weird and we're just kind of standing here and not really being addressed. <laughs> so uh, in the meantime, when that guy uh, buggered off, uh, another gentleman walked up to us, unassuming, wearing a baseball cap, and said, hey, are you guys, uh, are you here for the bar tonight? Uh, noticed that I had like a Mai Tai, my Mai Tai ACDC hat on, so he mentioned that. And, you know, I, I said something like, hey, man, you, you work here? And he's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the owner. So uh, he goes by Secret Tiki Tommy. He hands me his business card. And the last five or so minutes that before we got into the bar, I actually had a really awesome conversation with this guy. And, you know, who knows if he'll listen, but uh, he gave a little backstory of the bar. Uh, also said that one of his relatives can't remember how he's related, but is involved with the Maikai. We talked about different bars we've been to. Ironically, he has not been to Suffering Bastard or Permanent Vacation. He's been to Aku Aku in Orlando. I'm like, hey, man, if you're going to come back down this way, you have got to visit Suffering Bastard. Like, that's a non-negotiable. So that's uh, when I get really excited and uh like show my true colors when i'm in a conversation like that so meanwhile mike who's not super into this he's he's willing to give it a shot but uh you know he ended up kind of making fun of him like oh yeah you, you showed your true colors when when you start having conversations like that that's obviously like your passion like hell yeah like that's exactly the, the, the drinks could be awful, and that's one of the better experiences I've had is just talking with the owner of the bar and talking about the history of the place. And, uh, yeah, so that was cool. We we eventually got in. So whether it was 15, 20, 25 minutes, uh, we were told a couple times that if it goes past 15 minutes, they would give us free shots. That never happened. Uh, I don't think I was prepared to take any kinds of shots anyway, so no big deal. <laughs> Uh, so yes, yeah, so let me explain what what you're walking into. Uh, so when you hang that left, when you walk into this restaurant, you it, it's uh, it's all red light. It is tiki, but like Asian inspired. So it reminded me a little of uh, Saigon Blonde in St. Pete, which I brought up a few episodes ago. I don't I don't have enough good memory to remember what that was about but uh, I do remember that it was kind of like Asian inspired so uh, this is like on another level so picture you're walking into like the gremlins shop <laughs> uh, that's what this looks like all red light they've got goofy bird cages and umbrellas like uh, Chinese umbrellas or Japanese umbrellas hanging upside down from the ceiling uh, bird cages, cabinets with all kinds of shit. You've got, uh, you know, tiki stuff to monkeys to uh, Buddhas to a little bit of everything. Just a really awesome eccentric mix of stuff in this lobby before you even get in. And then it's you know, a, a closed door to get into the main bar area. So we we got the chance to kind of spend some time in there, you know, considering we were waiting to get into the bar. Uh, but just even a, before you get in, it was a really cool, uh, cool lobby for sure. One of the, again, that's not not a typical. I would say like I don't want to spoil anything, but this is not the typical tiki bar uh, at all. They have a lot of things that you would find in a typical tiki bar. You know, some of the best tiki bars I've been to, but they also have a really odd collection of stuff as well. And it's like that Asian. Chinese, Japanese uh, infusion of stuff going on in the in the in the restaurant. So we get in, we get our tables. It's it's a small space. Again, probably forty people tops. They have a very small seating uh, space at at the actual bar. You have some two seaters and four seaters kind of in the main floor area. There's some two tops around the sides of the room and then they have like three different sort of private areas uh to the left when you walk so the bars to the right the main seating right when you walk in dead center and then to the left are these three areas one is i didn't get a really great look at it but it's like way back in the back corner maybe two or three or four people can sit in there 
a lot of plants and stuff, so you're kind of hidden. The center room was more of like a, a, a regular tiki vibe type area, and there was probably a party of eight or ten in that in that spot. A uh, lot of glass floats and stuff like that. And then the other room is like what looks like the Elvis room. <laughs> so they have like uh, vintage Elvis paintings and stuff all over the walls. So freaking cool. Uh, no one was in that space the entire time we were there. But again, that's like probably the, I think the biggest area of the three areas that could probably do 10 or 12 people. So the main bar, it's all a lot of red light. Uh, again, you have the typical glass floats and, uh, you know, tiki masks and stuff like that. But then again, it's this Asian infusion. So they have like Japanese and Chinese masks lined up against the walls uh, kind of creepy, but then at the same time, they have little like curio cabinets and things with, uh, toys. They had like Moana Disney toys in one, uh, just a really eccentric collection of stuff, which makes it awesome, you know? So it's, they're playing tiki music. It was kind of quiet, like quieter than what I would expect it to be. Uh, hard to hear the music over over the people talking actually so there's got to be like that perfect level of both which i think suffering bastard does a great job of uh so we sat at it was actually like a four top table me and mike sat at one side of it and right next to us was a couple uh that looked like they were kind of finishing up so we sat down and, you know, again, close quarters. I, I love sitting at the bar so I could care. I would like to talk to people that are next to me. So like that's perfectly fine with me to uh, to sit directly next to strangers. I love it. Uh, so we sat down. We before we get to like what we ordered and stuff, I just I, so we had this experience after we sat down. So sit down, got our orders in and the couple next to us, the woman ordered uh, a spam bowl drink. So the menu had like a spam entree. This was a drink that came out like in a spam can. So not on the menu. So my intention was I was going to ask her, hey, what what is that drink? Before I got to that, she was probably maybe a, a halfway through a drink. The Her significant other uh, stood up and went and got the waiter. And in the meantime, she's like staring him down. So it's like getting the vibe that something's not right. So in the meantime, husband or whatever, boyfriend is off away. Like I ask her, like I'm, I'm less than five feet face to face to this woman. And I'm like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. What was that drink? And uh, by the way, was was it okay? Was there something wrong with it? Because it seemed like they were complaining about something with that drink. So she completely ignored me. Not like she even realized I was talking to her. She just didn't even realize I said anything. And uh, the, the, the husband, boyfriend comes back to the table. Waiter brings a check. They're out of there. So I'm like, well, now I've got to ask what the hell happened. So we had the same guy helping. Uh, he comes up to us and says, hey, man, number one, what was that drink? You know, I didn't see that on the menu. And he explained, you know, whatever it was, spam, spam, tiki drink. And I was like, well, what happened? They seemed like something was wrong. He's like, they found a bug in the mug in the spam can. <laughs> like, oh, shit. And the guy's like, hey. I have never seen that happen, have no idea why it happened, but we comped them and they're coming back with their family on another day. And I was like, whoa, okay. So like two weird things before we even got our drinks, like, okay, so let's hope the drinks and the service, everybody was super friendly shit happens. I mean, it's Florida. So to find a bug anywhere, like that shit's going to happen is just ironic after waiting and hearing what we heard from the other side in the restaurant, the complaints, and then walking here and hearing that, I'm like, holy shit, I guess I'm not going to order the spam drink. <laughs> so waiter apologized, came up, brought our drinks. So uh, Mike went with, he, again, he's learning Tiki. So I uh, obviously said, start with a Mai Tai, see what you think. And I did a zombie. And I have said before, like a zombie will make or break my decision on 
what level this bar is at. I know what it's supposed to taste like. I know what a good one tastes like, what a bad one tastes like. And I also know what a Mai Tai should taste like. So I was able to have a sip of Mike's, took a sip of the zombie. So what I'll say is uh, they are they are solid drinks. Uh, they do not taste like a traditional Mai Tai or zombie. And then as I go forward, you know, a little bit more of the same. There's something different that they're doing to their drinks that I can't put a pin in. It tastes like Campari. It's got that bitter taste to it. Don't know if that's what it is or not. And I'm actually, I, I do not like Campari. So uh, that when there's a drink with that in there, uh, I, I tend to steer away. Not that I won't drink a drink with it, but it's just not my first choice. It, these drinks tasted very bitter. The zombie had a really different taste to it. It was good, and I would I would order it again, but not what I would expect a zombie to taste like. And the Mai Tai was closer, not spot on, but closer. Definitely way better than a lot of Mai Tais that I've had, but uh, just a little bit different, a little bit off. And I don't know if they're using some other kind of ingredient that uh, – isn't normally used in tiki bars because it's like that Asian influence. I don't know. Uh, but the drinks were solid. Uh, I had a pretty decent sized menu too. I'd, I'd say maybe 20 drinks. I, I have a, obviously there's a secret menu too that the spam bowls on. I didn't get a, I didn't get to see that, but, uh, yeah. So the first round of drinks came up. We didn't order food, so I, I would really like to try what they have. They had a pretty cool, you know, typical tiki menu. They had the spam entree, uh, dumplings. I think they had some uh, kebabs on there, skewers, stuff like that. Again, like kind of Asian influenced, Asian inspired. So uh, the second round of drinks, I did. I wanted to try something like original to this bar, so. Uh, they recommended, uh, it was called a Silent Samurai. And again, the menu is very vague on on exactly what are in these, which is par for the course. You know, don't necessarily give it all away on the menu. But it uh, sounded up my alley. And then uh, Mike got what they call a Cheeky Monkey. So his drink was gin. So uh, I, I took a swig of his. I, is, is it rude to be drinking other people's drinks? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm taking sips. I think we do that as a, as a group, you know, Jungle Jay and the wives and stuff. We go out and we always try each other's drinks, I guess. I don't know. Uh, forget about COVID. But uh, took a sip of Mike's. That was decent. You know, there's not a whole lot of gin, tiki drinks. Uh, but good, good. I mean, again, like uh, it, I'm, not a, I'm not a gigantic fan of gin, but they did a good job on that drink and my drink that that uh silent samurai unfortunately had definitely had campari in it and uh when we we kind of asked uh the the waiter when he came up uh give us an idea of what's coming and he he had like a cheat sheet or a workbook or something that he said he had that he could have pulled out uh that never we never saw that uh, so uh, when I asked, uh, Campari didn't come up in the conversation, and unfortunately, it definitely had it. And uh, I would actually, it was very similar to the the Predator at Permanent Vacation, so which is one of their most popular drinks, I think, just not not for me. So you know, I drank it, and it was it was good. Just I certainly wouldn't order that again. Uh, I think Mike enjoyed his his uh, Cheeky Monkey a little bit better than I enjoyed my Samurai. Uh, so we only had two drinks each. It was getting later. Uh, we took our time, you know, and it took a little bit of time to get into the place, but it was a two-hour drive for me home, so we didn't go crazy. Uh, so, yeah, the, the drinks, um, it's its weird. I don't know how to how to explain. Like, they're very good. I, I've certainly had wor- way worse. Uh, I would say they're at a, a higher level than a Trader Sam's. Uh, when it comes to quality and strength, but the what I have come to expect these drinks to taste like, it didn't quite land. So again, that's going to kind of tie into the rating too. The the bar itself, the aesthetics, the decorations, uh, really freaking cool. Unlike any other tiki bar I've been in, and that's 
saying something, you know, I, I feel like they really have some original ideas in there. I, I sensed a little bit of uh, Frankie's in Vegas, maybe a little bit of Golden Tiki inspirations in there. It's, again, not loud. They cram a lot of people in that space, and it was a busy night, so it was loud just because of the people talking. But it wasn't, you know, you could go in there on a probably a weekday, and it would be a pretty chill vibe. Um, but, you know, you're dealing with a little bit more people than you could cram into a permanent vacation or a suffering bastard. So if you get groups in there, and the group that was on the other side of us in one of those rooms to the left, uh, we're a little, getting a little rowdy you know they, they had been drinking so it was it was getting a little bit progressively louder in there uh, I didn't get a great look again we're going back so I can revisit this if my opinion changes and the rating changes but I would have really liked to sit at the bar but it seems probably next to impossible if you go on a Friday Saturday or whatever uh, odds are you're not going to be able to sit at the bar so again I love to see the mixing of the drinks and talk with other people at the bar it looked really cool they had a little television screen behind the bar playing like old school surf movies and some tiki stuff on there they had some monkey lamps at, you know at the ends of the bar and again glass floats and just a bunch of really cool little odds and ends stuff that I'll have to take a better look at when we go back again. And then maybe Jungle Jay can come and join us and uh, talk about it too with me. So uh, I would highly recommend checking this place out. I think I had a couple weird experiences that obviously wouldn't happen every night. It just, when two or three things happen in a row, it's like, oh shit, what are we getting ourselves into here? Uh, but again, not a make or break. And I think it was just an off night in the kitchen that kind of prompted things to start happening. And then the bug in the drink, I mean, I've never seen that happen before, but I'm sure it's a thing, especially when you're using spam cans. So uh, again, like that's not going to deter, maybe to deter me from ordering one of those drinks, but it's not going to deter me from going back. So the goal is to go back in a couple weeks, see what's going on and maybe get a, a give them another shot and see what's happening. Again, I'm down for the trying other drinks on that menu. Uh, again, I, I would I would like to be able to have a, a better conversation of what's in the drinks before I get them because, again, it's pretty vague on the menu what's going on. So that was uh, the trip to Jacksonville. Uh, I, when it comes to ratings, so I'm going to have to remind myself where I'm at uh, with, with the others. So uh, starting at the bottom... Pier Tiki in St. Pete, I gave a 2.5. This is a 1 to 5 on the real Tiki scale. Uh, permanent Vacation was 4.6 out of 5, and Suffering Bastard sits at 4.9 as my top tier best Tiki bar I've been to. So Secret Tiki Temple, I, I think had the weird shit not happened, I may give it a couple extra points. Uh, the the vibe, the aesthetics, the decorations, uh, even if the drinks weren't good, it's worth going and seeing if that says anything. But the drinks were good. So uh, the, the taste of the drinks, so I, you know, when, when Josh Jungle Jay goes, I think these drinks are like right up his alley because he's a huge Campari fan and that, that bitter taste. So I think it's going to be more of a thing for him than it was for me. But uh, based on the aesthetics of the place and, you know, the drinks being good, maybe not great, I'm going to give Secret Tiki Temple a 3.9. So that's still a solid freaking score. Uh, maybe I'll change that upon another visit. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, also has to do with bartenders, whatever night that happens to be. You know, uh, I'm not saying it was an off night by any means. I, I like the drinks. Well, no, I'm trying to convince myself. <laughs> so, so yeah, anyway, if you're in the area, uh, even if you're in the Orlando area, it's definitely worth the two-hour trip north to see this bar. Uh, unassuming Chinese restaurant. The Chinese restaurant looks amazing, and I may want to give that a shot. Uh, on the other side of this place, but uh, Secret Tiki Temple is 100% definitely worth checking out, if anything, to see how they have this place decorated and uh, how cool that is. So, yeah, um, 
I think that's a, about it for today. I again, we got a few things planned. I, I want to get back on here and uh, talk about Halloween Horror Nights. Rate that. Hopefully, get Jungle Jay again. I guess is he going to be drugged back into this podcast like uh, <laughs> like old times? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, I'd like to get uh, my dad, uh, Trader Mike, on for for a few episodes, maybe. I'd really like for him to talk about Trader Sam's and how he was introduced and how he introduced me. So, uh, yeah, and then, again, we're going to go back to Secret Tiki Temple. We're going to check out the 13th Floor Haunted House up there. We're going to do SeaWorld, Hollow Scream, uh, hopefully tomorrow. And uh, not sure what else is going to happen in this season. Uh, we do have a Chicago trip planned in December. So 1,000% going back to three dots and a dash. Maybe come back and talk about that. So a few things on the docket, not running out of ideas just yet. So that's that's a plus, right? So I'm on Instagram at trader underscore Eric underscore explores. I have a Gmail. That's trader.eric.explores at gmail.com. I'm trying to post all my tiki related stuff on the on the IG for you guys to see whether it's updates to the bar these places that I'm visiting give you guys an idea of what's going on and then uh, other than that I, I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna make the mark uh, like I committed to trying to get merch out by the end of October I'm still working on it if it happens it happens if it if it doesn't it'll be coming soon I have some really cool ideas for you guys and hopefully, uh, you enjoy what I'm going to bring to the table. Uh, with that, I will talk with you guys soon. The goal is to get probably a couple more episodes out, maybe before Halloween, if not a little bit after. But as always, I'll see you at the bar. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>